It's the Lawn and Garden Show with Walter Reeves on News 95.5 at AM 750 WSB. It's brought to you by Pike Nurseries, your neighborhood garden center. Playing in the dirt for more than 50 years. Call now with your lawn and garden questions at 404-872-0750 or 1-800-WSB-TALK. And now, here's Walter. It's 8.07 on a Saturday morning, 58 degrees outside. This is Lawn and Garden. I'm Walter Reeves, the Georgia Gardener, here to help you be more successful in your landscape with whatever means you have at your disposal. My guest this morning, Abra Lee, is the peripatetic. You know the word, Abra? Peripatetic. Peripatetic. I don't. Peripatetic. I mean, push a little red button down there. Peripatetic means you go everywhere. Okay. And you are going to, you've been to already several, but you've been to China because I know your little sparkly Chinese shoes you're wearing. Yes, I am. They're fancy. (laughs) Uh, And you're going to connect Pennsylvania to Longwood Gardens. That's right. Mm -hmm. um, Fellowship that you're doing. And then from there you go where else? Um, So as part of the fellowship, we will have an eight week international assignment. So Uh if I believe we have the choice, and my choice will be to go to Chateau Villandry in France. Mm -hmm. Um, There are several countries that the fellows are in. Right now, some are in China, some are in Singapore uh, doing theirs. That's the class of 2019, and I'm part of the 2020 class for Longwood for their fellowship. Yep. How did you know about the fellowship to begin with? You know what? I found out about it on Twitter. So Get out. I can't believe it either, but I did. Yeah, I was just on Twitter one night, and they had uh, made an announcement about the fellowship, mm-hmm. and I said, you know what? Why not me? Why not? Why don't I try? And I did. And How I many went, are the total uh, fellows were chosen? Um, so six were chosen. I think they started out with about 200 applicants. Right. And then they brought in 11 of us for an in-person interview back in December. And then six of us were chosen for the final fellowship class. From all over the country or from the From the world. So the world. there's get out of You are right. one of six from the world? Yep. There's a lady from New Zealand, a lady from England, a lady wow. from Santa Fe. And then there's two people from North Carolina. I'm yep. honored to have you on the show this I morning. I am honored to be here. Well, All right. <laughs> this is life goals. <laughs> Mutual admiration society here. Let's go to the phones, and then I'll let you answer all the questions. You can have the show if you like. No. <laughs> Let's go to the phones. Judy's in Canton, Georgia, and joins us on Lawn and Garden. Hey, Judy, good morning. Good morning, Walter. I have a quick question, and you probably already have told the answer before I even ask it, but here goes. I have to plant some you, and I waited too late you know i know you only said september to october we had so much rain and by the time i get a helper it didn't work out i still need to plan it am i waiting too late with luck with With luck luck, you could get a reasonably good fescue lawn realizing that july is going to be the real test so Mm -hmm. water as needed in july and august as it gets dry and mm-hmm. some of it's going to die. Okay, some of it's going to die. Big deal. You'll have a lawn from now until July, August, and then it'll die a little bit. And then in September, at the right time of year, you'll plant the seeds, and then it'll be really nice the rest of the rest of the time. Do so, you think that three inches of topsoil would be enough? As long as you mix it in with the with the soil underneath, the existing soil should be great. Yeah. Oh, I wasn't going to do that. <laughs> the thing. <laughs> The thing about adding topsoil on top and then planting anything into it, grass seeds, shrubs, flowers, doesn't matter, the transition between one kind of soil into another kind of soil, from your nice topsoil down into whatever clay or sand or loam you have Mm -hmm. in your existing landscape, 
roots don't really adapt all that well. They're not like Aberly, who go from Atlanta, Georgia, to <laughs> France, to China, to places like that. All she over the world. very nicely. Plants are not that way. Yeah. And so if you don't till it up, then the grass will be growing in a three-inch depth, uh, three-inch deep uh, soil layer, and that's going to make drought even more dangerous for it because it won't be deep enough for the roots to get moisture to it in the summer. So I need to put the, the topsoil down and then till it Yes. in with the other, the clay. It's just clay, red clay. Till it in. So, till it in. Make right. it smooth. Lay the seed out there as soon as you possibly can. Water in the summer, and let's see what happens. Do I fertilize the dirt? I mean, you know, do I yeah, need to you fertilize know, Before you till, it would be a great time to add lime. The lime, lime is a okay. Thing. And so 40, 40 to 50 pounds per 1,000 square feet would be about right on lime. And starter fertilizer, whatever it says on the bag, Yeah. put that down and till that in. Okie dokie. Thanks so much. Okie dokie, Judy. Uh, we'll see you soon. <laughs> Okie dokie. Let's talk to Dr. Ron in Marietta. Hey, Ron. Good, good morning, morning, Walter. Good morning. Pleasure to talk with you. My, hey, question, my, my question involves the uh, continued use of uh, Roundup, which yeah. I'm sure you're aware has the chemical glycosate. Your, yes. your suggestions on continued use of, of the product. I'll take a deep breath, Ron, <laughs> because I, did you read I, the I article you. in the paper this past week about Roundup? Mm-hmm. Yes, I did. Where I was quoted in there. And thank to Chris Quinn did a great job in putting that article together about Roundup. But yes, as you say, uh, Roundup has an active ingredient called glyphosate. And there have been two or three lawsuits recently which the manufacturer of glyphosate has lost because the jury Correct. decided that glyphosate had caused cancer in the two gentlemen who, uh, who brought the suit. That's one thing. But... Here, I have said many times, Ron, that I base my recommendations on science, on research-based, peer-reviewed science, not on what's uh, on the Internet or what my neighbor told me or what I you know, heard from some group that has an axe to grind on one side of an issue or another. I have to base my recommendations on something. And the science behind glyphosate says that it does not cause cancer. It does not cause birth defects. It does not cause tumors. It does not cause many of the things that it has been accused of, even though the lawsuit said that it did. That doesn't yeah, necessarily correct. mean that it did. Um, so yeah, I hear what you're saying. Correct. So there are many alternatives to using Roundup, and Abra and I both this morning have said, dig it up to several people that's this right. morning. Yep. Dig it out. <laughs> so that's a great alternative, and you get the exercise for free. And then uh, there are non-selective organic herbicides that can be used if you find them, if you can find them online, frankly, it's the only place that I can find some of the things like herbicidal vinegar, herbicidal soap, herbicidal uh, citrus oil. Uh, There are several things that work just fine in place of Roundup. You just don't see them sold too much in the metro garden centers. Yeah, yeah, I hear you. What about poison ivy? Uh... Pull it out, Dr. Ron's wife. <laughs> well, let me tell you, I, I'm speaking to you as a man who, Abra, look at my line. Do I have any poison ivy on this hand right here? Can you see any? Have I been itching my I hand I see a red glow, but I don't see the poison There's ivy. There's no poison ivy yeah. on this hand. I'll tell you why there's no poison <laughs> ivy on this hand, because I pulled poison ivy out yesterday afternoon, Ron, wife Ron, yeah. by putting my hand into a newspaper plastic bag and then 
putting, you know, putting the uh, poison ivy at the end of the bag with my fist around it. I pulled it out of the ground, and then I rolled the bag over yeah, my wrist, yeah. over my fist, over the poison ivy, and threw it away. And that way I don't get poison ivy on my, my skin, but I was able to pull it without uh, any Roundup or anything else. I just pulled it with yeah. protection. Yeah, I was able to do the same thing. I use that newspaper, too. Yeah, it, works, yeah. it, it works great. Sure it does. Sure it does. All right, Walter, appreciate right, your idea and your comments. You Thank bet. you. Thanks for calling, Ron. I do appreciate sure. the opportunity to talk a little bit about that. Listeners, if you would like to see more why I base my recommendations on science and what the glyphosate science is, go to my website, type two words, <laughs> glyphosate, G-L-Y-P-H-O-S-A-T-E, or you can put Roundup, I think, will get you there, too. And Roundup or glyphosate health concerns, that's the article that I wrote that has a scientific basis for what I recommend. And if you want to read them, read them. And at the bottom it says, if you find a research-based, peer-reviewed scientific article that, confer that confounds what I've said, that disagrees with what I've said, if it is research-based and peer-reviewed, I will consider it and I will use that as my uh, source of information going forward. 404-872-0750 is the number on Lawn and Garden. Let's go to Janice in Duluth real quickly here and get out of here real nicely and rapidly. Hey, Janice, good morning. Good morning, Walter. How are you? I'm doing fine. Janice, how can I help? Well, I think I did a bad thing. I built a really nice brick planter around my pretty maple tree in the front yard. And now all I have in the dirt, which was amended soil, mm -hmm. is hair roots. So it's mm. so dense. I can't even plant anything in there. And I'm wondering if it's harming my tree. How That's deep my was the soil that you put into the planter around the tree? How deep is the soil in there? It's probably eight inches. Huh. And it touches, it goes up to the trunk of the tree and touches the trunk of the tree? It does, yes. Yeah, yeah well, <laughs> that's what you got. <laughs> that's what you got. You diagnosed it perfectly, Janice. Yeah, the roots of the of the tree have come up through the soil. It was really rich. And the roots said, wow, this is great, Janice. Thanks so much. <laughs> so the roots, little hairy roots, brought up from the, from the trunk of the tree. By leaving the dirt touching the trunk of the tree, you're also in inviting diseases and things like that to, to uh, attack the trunk and bark, too. What I guess I would do is at least pull the soil away from the trunk and then you can use, frankly, you can use a sharp trowel to cut those hair roots out, plant your impatiens or whatever you're going to put underneath there. You'll do that every year or two, or take the brick planter down and plant things somewhere else. And that's what I was hoping you wouldn't say. My yeah. husband really doesn't want to take it down, but uh, I don't want to kill the tree either. <laughs> did he build the plant, or did he uh, allow you yeah. to build it? Okay, well, I guess he has to take <laughs> it down then. Uh, <laughs> Do you think I should be able to pull some of the soil away from the tree? You should, away from the trunk of the tree, yes. And that would help? That will help protect the trunk of the tree from being uh, infested or being attacked by the moist soil, or the dirt that's up against it, yeah. Okay, and then what about all these little hair roots? Just, just work them out? Yeah, just work them out as best you can. Okay. All right, thank you very much. Be nice to your husband. Bring oh, some iced tea and cookies, a slice of cake or something like that while he is taking that brick planter down and tell him how much you appreciate his hard work building it and then taking it down again. 
It's 818. We'll be back after this. This is Scott Slade from Atlanta's Morning News on WSB. Our 24-hour news center delivers updates all weekend. Depend on it. We'll be here Monday morning, 430 till 9, for breaking news and traffic and weather every six minutes. News 95.5 at AM 750 WSB. Now back to the Lawn and Garden Show with Walter Reeves. Sitting here back behind the wheel again. One where all the time, all the time when. Again, the holder of the best garden music in on the planet. Jason brings us our music every Saturday morning. Activist Security brings us our weather report. Cloudy high of 72, 20% chance of rain today. Low of 60 overnight tomorrow. 81 degrees, my friends. It's going to be warm today and warmer tomorrow. The full weekend forecast comes up in 10 minutes on News 95.5 and AM 750 WSB. Dave in Buckhead joins us on Lawn and Garden. Hey, Dave. Good hey. morning. Hey, man. Hey, sir. How you doing? Doing fine. What's up? Two quick ones. Uh, do you have any suggestions for shade-tolerant herbs? And then other than something that has a twenty-two caliber, how do you get rid of armadillos? <laughs> Are you talking Buckhead, Georgia, or Buckhead, Atlanta? City of, city of Atlanta. We got, right. we got uh, armadillos showing up here. No, you do not in City of Atlanta. We do, too. <laughs> we That's do why too I asked, because the... Buckhead, Georgia, out uh, you know, I-20... Certainly has armadillos all over there, but that's you know sixty miles outside of the yeah, city. Yeah, I understand that, but this is city city folk. Where in Buckhead do you see armadillos? Uh, north, well, hold on, west uh, on Paces Ferry, uh-huh. across from seventy five over by Westminster in that area. Son of a gun! Well, Dave, you just have proved my point that the armadillos are in one hundred fifty nine counties in in Georgia, and so there you go. All right, let, let's talk about the first thing first here. Shade-tolerant herbs. E, that's a tough one. Aberly? Well, chives? Chives, maybe, yeah. because Mainly because you're growing them in the cool season when the leaves are off of the trees, when you get some sunshine on, on things. I... My herbs are in the sun. Yeah. Yeah. So all of them. <laughs> I don't well, even want to. my trees. That's convenient. Yeah, to make yeah. the oil, to make the, the essential oils that herbs have in them, they need energy. Sunshine provides energy. And so uh-huh. the herbs like rosemary and basil and, and chives and, and, and oregano and thyme and all the rest of them, they love sunshine. And during the shade, they're going to be a little stretched out. They're not going to develop quite the flavor that they would in sunshine in the shade. So, so don't do try it. it and see. Hey, no, Dave, you always try it, and then you find out, and then you don't do it after that. <laughs> so uh, I would say try it and see, but I would not guarantee success on that. All right. All right. <laughs> thank you for that help. Armadillas and Buckhead, thank you for the information, Dave, because I do I do love to hear, I sort of don't love to hear, but I do love to hear where armadillos have been seen recently. I knew they were around PDK Airport in DeKalb County. I did not know they were near Buckhead, so that is new information for me. It's 828 at News Talk WSB. Back to more Lawn and Garden and Mickey Gasway from Pike Nursery. After news. 
It's the Lawn and Garden Show with Walter Reeves on News 95.5 and AM 750 WSB. It's brought to you by Pike Nurseries, your neighborhood garden center. Playing in the dirt for more than 50 years. Call now with your lawn and garden questions at 404-872-0750 or 1-800-WSB-TALK. And now, here's Walter. It's 8.36 on a Saturday morning, 58.6 degrees outside. This is Lawn and Garden. I'm Walter Reeves at Georgia Gardener. I'm here to help you be more successful. If you don't understand anything there is to know about gardening, if you just want to get started, our phone number 404-872-0750. Or instead of listening to the show, you can go to a local Pike Nursery. And my friend Mickey Gasway from Pike Nursery is right here this morning to talk about that. Hey, Mickey. Good morning, Walter. How are you? I'm well. I am poorer as usual. Because I went to my favorite Tuckle Hill Pike Nursery yesterday, Yay! went in for security. two clay pots, came out with a nice big black leaf obsidian heuchera and two big red flowering uh, chili dianthus, big red flowers on that thing. So I have to keep away from the Pike Nurseries because I will lose all my money if I spend. If I go to a Pike, I spend all my money there. But what, what happens to my retirement if you do that? I do think about you sometimes, Mickey, <laughs> thinking about my friend Mickey. What would she do without me buying all her plans? <sighs> so We've got some pretty ones for sure. I saw you had just racks and racks behind the store yesterday that can be moved in as they sell out in front of the store. And I thought, man, it's going to be really pretty here. This weekend is going to be another jam-up weekend at Pike because of lots of I'm so lots excited. Of I love it. Gardeners. 70, what did we say, 72 today, 80 tomorrow? I think so. <laughs> I worked in my yard all day yesterday, or all afternoon yesterday, right. but I can't wait to today. It'll be beautiful. So what is on sale? What is our Pike Pick of the Weekend, Mickey? Rhododendron. The rhododendrons. And what varieties are you selling? Which ones do you think uh, you we've have? got? We've got all different kinds. We've um, got some newer ones. Um, I, my favorite is still Rosie Mulligan's. I love it. Yeah. To me, it looks like a rhododendron. I think it's beautiful. Um, we've got a yellow one this year. I think we had it last year. I can't remember the name of it. I knew mm -hmm. I'd say it and I'd forget, but it's really different. But, but we've got some beautiful ones. We've got some smaller ones and some bigger ones. And uh, they're they're really really pretty. You feel like you're in the mountains. Are they all in three gallon pots or one gallons? Or what, what no, I think they? they're three gallon. Okay. I think they're all three gallons. Good yeah. they're established. I think in yes. the three gallon pot there. And so all rhododendrons on sale twenty percent off. Is that right? That's right. Twenty percent off. Absolutely all right. Rhododendrons. And we ought to go over Mickey your technique of planting rhododendrons to make sure people understand there's a little bit of a tip and a technique on how to do it right. Well, the way I do it is I only dig the hole about half as deep as the pot. And then I, I break up the root ball. I get the root ball untangled. I sit it on there so it's about half up. And, and, but I dig it about three, three or four times as wide. And I put it on there and so it's up out of the ground. And then I, I fill in with either a mixture of soil conditioner and native soil, or I use the uh, uh, azalea camellia soil that we've got, rhododendron soil. So we're not using, we're not leaving the top of the root ball exposed or anything. You're just no, mounding we're pulling it that up above it. Yeah, right. but that way it drains good because that's the key to rhododendron is if they drain good, they won't tolerate wet feet. 
And so that's, uh, that's the key, and that have been really, really good. So it's got a lot of air coming in, so the rainfall, when it does come, just goes right through the soil, through the mound underneath the plants that you've described of how to make, and then the roots And I do mulch out. mine. I mulch them. I try not to mulch them up on the stem. I try not to mulch anything up on the stem, mm-hmm. but I do mulch over that. And uh, I use, um, you know, mini nuggets of that because that's what I usually use. Oh, that was the other thing I bought this. yesterday, two bags of mini nuggets. Oh, good for you. Yeah, one of the things that I do, just out of habit, I guess, Mickey, whenever I go to any Pike nursery, is when I'm checking out with the cash cashier, I point out to them the importance of upselling. And Joyce and Patricia, who were cashiers yesterday, were both trying to upsell the heck out of me <laughs> to show me that I had taught them something. And sure enough, I needed some chips, and so I got two bags of chips yesterday because they Good. upsold me on that. Good for you. So what about, you. what about classes and things that are going on educationally at Pike Nursery? Well, today I'm doing a class at Lindbergh because it's Saturday, and I'm doing one on um, vegetable gardening. Uh-huh. We've had the same class at several other stores this week. And then next Saturday we're having one on tomato, uh, growing tomatoes. That's going to be our tomato day. But so that's going to be fun. Next Saturday is also going to be a great Saturday because where are you and I going to be next Saturday? We're going to be at Peachtree City. Down in Peachtree City in Fayette County. We'll be there doing a live broadcast next Saturday. Mickey Gasway and myself from 6 a.m. to 9 a.m. Peachtree City. Bring an appetite. We have Chick-fil-A yeah. uh, sandwiches for you there, as or biscuits, I should say. And we'll also have uh, questions and answers during the breaks and just maybe a giveaway of the Pike products that will be there as well. And that'll be a lot of fun. I hope the people of Fayette County will come and see us at the Peachtree City Pike Nursery next Saturday morning. I hope we'll see lots of people there. And then looking forward in the next week or two, you got Ladybug Day coming up in the latter part of this month. Yeah, that's the end of the month. And then I'm doing some classes on um, hydrangeas the end of the month as well and the first yeah the end of april the first of may so got we've got lots going lots on because going it's on. Such a, a great time of year <clears throat> so we got rhododendrons on sale all pike nurseries 20 percent off tell the cashier they're all very friendly and they know what it means when you say this is mickey's <laughs> pike pick of the weekend they know exactly how to take that 20 percent off be sure and get some soil conditioner and some uh, mulch to go around your azaleas or the azalea or rhododendrons, foot, I should say. food, or right. the food, yeah. not the food, the um, soil. Azalea soil, and maybe a little azalea camellia fertilizer as well. That's exactly right. Mickey, it's great talking to you. What Good. would I do, and where would I go if I wanted to find the local Pike Nursery? At PikeNursery.com. I will see you soon, Mickey. See Saturday. you soon. See you then. All right. Bye-bye. 404. Well, we don't need to do the number. We've got five people here, so we need to get on this thing. Jim is in Marietta. been waiting patiently for us to get to him. Hey, Jim. Good morning. Good morning. Hey, Good morning. Jim. What's up? How do I get rid of the oxalis in my Bermuda lawn that's starting to green up? Boy, you are a smart cookie, Jim, because you know that the label says on all the herbicides, do not use when grass is in transition, when it's greening up. Well, you know, I, I actually talked to, I, I've tried to do a little bit of research, and yeah. some of the products definitely, I've called the, the uh, contact number, yeah. and they tell me definitely not when it's greening up, but there was one product, I don't know if I could name it, sure, that ahead. said it, it was, a, do what now? Uh, go ahead, name the product. Oh, Ortho Weed Be Gone for Lawns, yeah. uh-huh. and she said that it would be okay to use it when it's greening up, but 
I thought I'd ask you. I was about to say, and I would include not only the ortho product, but also the bonide weed beater and the uh, uh, Bayer season long weed control. All three of those have uh, approximately the same chemicals in them. And given a little bit of light application, I think a light application of either of the three of those would kill oxalis but wouldn't hurt the Bermuda much. Bermuda might be yellowed up just a little bit, nothing you would notice really. But oxalis is such a hard weed to control. And knowing that if you continue to wait until the Bermuda is completely greened up, then it's already May, and then you just got that much of a hard job in front of you. So I think that I would go at Jim and do a very light application of the ortho, the Bayer, or the Bonide product, and just make it light. Don't worry if you have a little bit of yellowing on the Bermuda grass. And let's get started now in trying to kill okay. the oxalis. What about, what about, is it too early for tomato plants? Jim, 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 Jim. <laughs> now, Mickey yeah, so. Gasaway tells me that her advice is to wait until tax day. Uh, so I do not want to deviate from what Mickey Gasaway says. If you want to gamble, Jim, go right ahead and plant your tomato plants. But it's, uh, it's going to sit there. And the soil is still pretty cold right now. Tomatoes just going to sit there and say, why did you plant me in cold soil? My feet are all chilly here. I can't grow when it's cold. So it's not going to grow that much better if you plant now or if you wait till, till tax day. You know, last year I planted them about this time, and I kept hearing some voice during the middle of the night, and maybe it was those tomato plants. Could have been saying, ah, let us in, let us in, it's cold out here. Exactly. <laughs> Jim, thanks so much for calling. We'll see you soon, my friend. Betsy is in Madison, Georgia, and joins us. Hey, Betsy. Hey, Walter. How are you? It's not Madison, Georgia. It's Madison, South Carolina. Madison, South Carolina. That's right. How can I help? That's right. Um, I have gardenias, mm -hmm. lots of them, that I started by cuttings. Mm -hmm. And two are in the ground. Um, they One is three years old, one's two years old, about four feet tall. They haven't bloomed yet, which I wouldn't assume they would. Yeah. Um, but they're puny. They have lots of new growth, but yellow leaves, they just don't look healthy. And I am traditionally an organic gardener, okay. um, but not opposed to conventional ways. I don't so, think you need to go conventional ways because I think the organic uh, holytone, milorganite, or um, Dr. Earth uh, organic azalea camellia fertilizers would be fine. Okay, okay. And applying this time of year? Right now, right now. Okay. The gardenias are okay. growing fast, and this would be a great time to give us some nutrients. And so all those slow-release organic fertilizers, I think, would be perfectly suitable for gardenias. Wonderful. Um, one more question about Meyer lemon. Yes. I have a, about a four-foot tree that I started by seed. Great. And it's real healthy and lots of growth. Um, over the winter, little the sap was coming out of the trunk and the limbs and crystallizing. Mm -hmm. And I looked it up and saw two different things. One was a bug and one was a virus. Um, but the plant itself is really healthy looking. So, if it is um, healthy, what I might give you a third option to, to consider there, uh, Betsy, Look online for the word guttation, G-U-T-T-A-T-I-O-N, guttation, which happens when you have a plant indoors and the humidity is, is not what the plant expects. And so they exude sap and it crystallizes. It's a little 
I don't know, pellets, best, the best way, and crystals, and drops that is sort of hard on the ends of branches and ends of leaves, look up the word gutation and see if that is what you have on the Meyer lemon. That may be. We got to get out of here, though. It is 847. We'll be back after this. This is Scott Slade, host of Atlanta's Morning News on News 95.5 at AM 750 WSB. We'll be covering breaking news, Kirk Mellis weather, and traffic red alerts through the weekend. And the Southeast's largest news team is here for you first thing Monday morning when you head back to work. News 95.5 at AM 750 WSB. Now back to Walter Reeves, the lawn and garden advice you need. chance of rain today though. It's going to be happiness today. High of 72 degrees, 20% chance of rain. Tomorrow, 81 degrees is still that 20% chance of rain. We're happy all weekend long. Full weekend forecast because it's been 10 minutes on News 95.5 and AM 750 WSB. Helen, we have about 33 seconds to get your question in and out. So let's talk about your deer and your azaleas. Helen, good morning. Good morning. How, how can we help? Okay, the deer nibbled on my azaleas, mm-hmm. apparently, before they set their buds. Yeah. And I have very few leaves on, on most of my azaleas. Can I go ahead and just trim them back? Yes, I would do that. Uh, if they're healthy, uh, if they were healthy before the deer got to them anyway. Uh, yeah. Trimming them back will not hurt anything, and you don't have any flowers, obviously, but uh, trimming them back will at least make them more rounded and maybe a little better shape for next year. The growth that they have this summer will make the flowers for next spring. And what are you going to do to keep the deer away? I'm using deer off, but it seems like you have to use it all the time to keep them away. And it's very frustrating, but... It is what it is. Deer off, deer but, away. If you me, will, look around, Helen, for different products that have different active ingredients. Some have um, rotten eggs, putrescent egg solids, they call it. Some have blood meal. Some have um, uh, this tar kind of stuff in there. Look around for different products and swap them out. Deer are creatures of habit. And so if they find a plant that's been sprayed with one thing all the time and nothing bad ever happens to them, then they continue to come to that garden. But if they smell a plant that one week smells like bone tar, another week smells like rotten eggs, another week smells like garlic, then swapping it out is one way to keep the deer sort of on their toes and hopefully avoid your landscape and go to somebody else's landscape. It has been a lovely Saturday morning. Abra Lee, my friend, who is going to be at Longwood Gardens, Connect Square, Pennsylvania, and then the world is her oyster as a horticulturist. Thank you so much. I've had so much fun with you today. One of six from the world is going to be on this this Longwood Gardens uh, Fellowship. I'm just really proud of you for doing such a good job. And again, I first met and knew of Abra when she was the landscape director for the Atlanta uh, Hartsfield-Jackson Airport. And she did such a great job there that we knew then, even then as a youngster, that she was going to do something really uh, fun. Oh, you're too kind. <laughs> I'm trying. <laughs> I'm still figuring it out. Trust if people me. <laughs> wanted to follow you on Twitter, I'll talk about that. How do they follow you on Twitter? Uh, you can follow me on at Conquer the Soil on all social media at Conquer the Soil. At Conquer the Soil. If you go to my website, WalterReeves.com, you can follow me on Twitter as well as Facebook. I post things on Facebook and Twitter during the week. You can subscribe to our free email newsletter that comes out every two weeks. There's all sorts of things and pictures and diagnoses of problems that people have submitted. 
I had a great time because Justin did such a good job. Screen Air calls this morning, and Jason, of course, brings us the best garden music on the planet. I'm Walter Reeves, the Georgia Gardener. I will be here next Saturday morning. No, I will not. I'll be at Peachtree City next Saturday morning, but I'll be on the air as well. Mickey Gasway will join me there. I hope you'll come down to see us. Fayette County, Peachtree City, 6 a.m. Bring your questions and an appetite for Chick-fil-A biscuits. We'll see you then for another edition of Lawn and Garden.